good morning, all. Um, so that was a very nice place for the panel uh, to leave off, uh, talking about the energy efficiency regulations that are uh, now entering into force. Um, I'm going to talk to you about uh, the impacts that we're starting to see uh, on the S&P market. Um, So I think there's a bit of a delay. So just a, a word on Vessels Value. I think most of you probably know who we are. Um, we started um, in 2011, so we're going around uh, 12 years or so now. Uh, we're a truly global organization, uh, and we specialize and, and focus on uh, the value of vessels uh, on the uh, S&P market. So we value uh, every vessel uh, that floats every day, uh, and those uh, values are are accessible through our, our digital front end. Um, we also do lots of work around tracking uh, the activity of vessels, uh, and as well as, uh, well, let me just talk through CII briefly. I'm sure all of you are familiar. Um, but uh, basically, vessels in various bands are going to either be forced to take action or may choose to take action uh, in light of the new, new regulations. So this is just a bit of a diagram to explain uh, what, what may happen. You see a vessel in, in band E would be seeking to get to uh, band C uh, in reasonably uh, short order. A vessel in band C will need to stay there, <coughs> and a vessel in band B or A, over time, if they don't change their uh, efficiency rating, as the, um, the restrictions um, kind of get tighter over time, they will start to fall uh, through the bands uh, and eventually need a, a ship energy efficiency uh, improvement plan. Um, so no, uh, you know, no vessel is immune, I suppose, to, uh, to these regulations uh, over time. So I think owners and operators have a couple of choices, um, but ultimately it's going to cost money one way or another uh, to comply uh, with these regulations. Uh, so one uh, option uh, is to uh, deploy some capital. So uh, obviously the panel were talking about uh, new new vessels. Uh, they've also talked about fitting uh, energy-saving devices uh, and alternative fuel types. Uh, and it's possible to invest in some journey optimization as well to try and uh, keep that performance uh, or move that performance to, to a good place. The other option uh, available uh, is to change how the vessel operates, which will impact its earnings. Um, so you could uh, limit the power of the engine, uh, you could reduce the speed, and those two things are obviously interrelated, or you can select journeys which um, are optimal for that vessel, but obviously that makes the, the vessel in question uh, less flexible, uh, which again can impact um, earnings or make operations more, more complex. So, Vessels value, uh, as I mentioned at the very start, we value every vessel uh, every day. Uh, we also now estimate the CII uh, of uh, every vessel every day as well. Uh, we do that via um, the tracking the vessel's um, activity via AIS, uh, and then we have a, um, a couple of models uh, which convert that into uh, CII ratings uh, using uh, the regulations as, as described by the IMO. And using our market value model, uh, so our, our typical market value model considers uh, the type of vessel, the age of the vessel, size of the vessel, the market sentiment, uh, which we use uh, freight rates as a proxy, and the features of that vessel. 
and that's how we determine the value of a, of a vessel at the very highest level. Uh, now, now that we're able to determine the CII of every vessel uh, every day, and um, you know, CII has been uh, kind of um, published and, and you know, everyone's been aware of it for some time, we now have sufficient data to start modeling the impact of CII on the value of that vessel. So we can introduce the CII of that vessel into the value calculations. Uh, it's worth noting that our values on our live system do not incorporate CII. This is a piece of active uh, research where we will look to bring in uh, energy efficiency into uh, valuation in the future. So uh, I'm pleased to share with you uh, some initial findings and, and results. Um, so we see uh, the, uh, the top left, we've got um, the three kind of major sectors, bulkers, tankers, and containers, uh, and we have um, the uh, difference in value when you introduce a CII into the valuation calculation uh, by uh, CII band, uh, and this is for uh, 2022 in the top left. So you can see for bands A, B, C, and D, uh, there's very little impact, there's no, there's no pattern there. Uh, but you can see uh, with band E vessels uh, that there is a 5% discount. And that is emerging in, in real life uh, market transactions. Um, so a vessel uh, in any of those sectors uh, in band E would on average be starting to sell for 5% or so uh, less than vessels performing in, in the other bands. So this tells you that uh, owners are, are taking notice um, as, uh, as we've just heard, uh, and these, um, these metrics are being factored into S&P decisions. Uh, what we have on the bottom left is uh, the chart at the top over time. So you can see uh, this discount for band E vessels has emerged through 21 and 22. Prior to that, there was no, no discount to speak of. Uh, you can also see there was a small premium for band D vessels historically, uh, which has come off. Uh, and that may be related to earnings. Um, it may be related to you know, vessels going, going a little bit faster, running uh, with a higher AER in order to generate a little bit more money and therefore being worth uh, a little bit more. But that's, that's come away now. So you can see very clear trends uh, over time uh, in the bottom left. And you can also see uh, not much happening uh, with vessels in, an, uh, in bands uh, A, B, and C. So we move on and start to break this down. Um, so uh, we can look at this by age. Um, so I split uh, the fleet into older or younger vessels. Uh, I'd demark that at 10 years old. Uh, and you can see the discount uh, for younger ships uh, is slightly higher uh, because obviously um, they have longer of their useful life to run in this regulatory environment. So the impact on those vessels specifically will be higher. Uh, and again, we can see that that's being reflected in uh, transactions in, in the market. Uh, and obviously, uh, slightly less so in older ships, which are going to spend less time in this, in this regulatory environment. And we can start looking through sectors as well. Um, so obviously, we just had the dry bulk uh, panel. Uh, so this is the dry bulk um, view. Uh, and you can see here, actually, there is very little uh, to choose between CII bands in the dry bulk sector. So that obviously tells you that the impacts are, are higher in other sectors. Uh, and it may just be that those effects are yet to, to um, kind of start to have the impact in, in dry bulk. Um, you can also see uh, in the bottom left uh, over time, uh, there was at some point uh, a discount on band E uh, vessels. 
uh, and that has uh, gone away uh, during 22, uh, and uh, everything's more or less at, at parity now. So uh, in, during this period of time, uh, there was very little influence of CII on uh, vessel values in the dry bulk sector. Moving on to tankers, it's a very different story. Um, so you can see here uh, that tankers in band E uh, had a, a discount of around 8.5% during 2022. Um, again, you can see there's not a lot of difference uh, in the other bands. So uh, focus very much on, on the worst performing vessels. And uh, again, in the bottom left, you can see that that pattern has emerged uh, over 21 and 22 as the regulations have been uh, agreed and, and uh, you know, as the, um, the epoch for coming into force approached. Um, so that discount has emerged. Um, and again, you've got a slight um, premium on band D vessels coming off, which we saw um, in, the, in the summary. Um, so, uh, and then if we go to uh, the container market, bit of a mixed picture here, um, but again, there is a, uh, a discount on band E vessels. Curiously, there's also a discount uh, on band A vessels. Uh, it's a little less strong, obviously, than, than we've seen in, um, in the tanker market. So this it may be a little bit of noise. Uh, I think if you look at the chart in the bottom left, again, it's a bit more of a confused picture, uh, but uh, there does seem to be a, a discount emerging for uh, band E vessels in the container market. And obviously, the last couple of years have been uh, anything but ordinary, so there's a lot of factors at play here. Um, so uh, we might, uh, you know, obviously shocks uh, can happen at, at any time, uh, but we might be over the next year or two, we start to see these, um, these effects uh, solidify. So during this analysis, it, uh, it struck me that in certain uh, sectors, I was dealing with very low sample sizes. Uh, and what that means is very few transactions, uh, which obviously is informative in of itself. Um, so taking a look into now, rather than the effect on value, the effect on um, kind of the volume of sales and purchase, uh, we can see uh, in the top right. So uh, we've got liquidity as uh, the number of vessels sold in a period uh, over the total number of vessels floating. Um, so, for example, with band E vessels, if there were 100 in the, in the group, uh, then five of them would have sold uh, during the period because it's at 5% fairly consistently. And you can see that's, um, that's pretty consistent over time and consistently lower than uh, the uh, liquidity of the other um, of the vessels in, in other CII bands. Uh, you can also see uh, in 2021, where there was a bit of a, a liquidity uh, boom, uh, that the band E vessels did not participate. Um, so this is where we start to see, not only is the uh, CII rating of a vessel starting to impact the value of that vessel, it's also then feeding through to the attractiveness and the, the volumes in the, in the sale and purchase market. And uh, in the bottom right, uh, you can divide that out by age, uh, and you see again uh, that that trend is consistent over age. Um, so it doesn't really matter um, which age you are. You, you have lower liquidity for band E vessels. Obviously, it's particularly pronounced in the very youngest vessels, um, as we mentioned before, because they've got so much of their economic life to go within this um, regulatory uh, environment. And you can see as well um, the, the highest liquidity 
sits with um, band C vessels around five or ten years old, uh, seen as a relatively safe bet, I would, uh, I would wager. So again, if we, we can do this by, uh, by fleet. So if we look at the Bulker fleet, uh, again, the effects are, are more muted. Um, so band E vessels uh, have historically been uh, a little lower on the, on the liquidity um, side of things, although that uh, is not as pronounced as, as we've just seen. Uh, but again, it's consistent over time. And in fact, there are almost, well, there are zero uh, transactions of um, band D or E naught to five-year-old vessels uh, during this time period. Uh, that they do exist, they just are, are not sold. Uh, and again, we see very high uh, liquidity uh, in uh, relatively young, uh, relatively well-performing uh, vessels. Uh, in the tanker market, again, you can see the, the effects are more pronounced. Um, so band E vessels uh, consistently low uh, with liquidity of uh, vessels in band uh, B and C uh, increasing, particularly in, in 22, um, as, as, as we get closer to the regulations and people really start um, uh, focusing on, on the impacts that these, uh, these regulations are going to have. Um, and again, uh, by age, uh, the, the effects are consistent uh, and slightly uh, more pronounced with younger vessels. And uh, again, for containers, um, a similar uh, story to what we saw with the, the values, where there is some effect, less pronounced than, than tankers. Um, and this is particularly where we see the, um, the, the absence of participation in the, in the big uh, liquidity boom there was in, in 21 uh, during the, um, you know, the, the very high rate period. Um, people were not uh, trading either band E or band A vessels. I'll get on to uh, why that might be in a, in a, in a moment. Uh, but again, um, and then over um, by age, older uh, containers in band E actually are holding up reasonably well uh, in terms of liquidity, um, so are trading uh, reasonably well. Um, I'm guessing because uh, they may well be uh, retired uh, in the wave of, of the new, uh, new builds coming to, coming to market. So what we've seen there is the measured impact of uh, CII uh, regulation on the S&P market over uh, the last couple of years. Uh, you can see there's been a mixed bag uh, by sector um, and uh, the, some of the, the, the trends are, are emerging and we expect those to, to start forming. So an important question is, well, if those trends are starting to emerge, where, where may they end up? You know, have we, you know, is this it? Have we seen the effects uh, of CII on S&P value? Uh, or are we still, um, still waiting to see uh, where, where these numbers might go? So what we're able to do using our, um, both our CII and our valuation models is we're able to um, run a scenario whereby we move every ship's CII performance from where it is uh, in measured history to the middle of band C. So, uh, and we do that by um, changing the speed of that vessel, which impacts the earnings of that vessel. So we're moving away from reality now and into a, you know, a scenario situation. So let's say, um, I've got a worked example in a second. But basically, as we've uh, heard previously, a vessel slows down, produces less CO2 and improves its AER performance, 
And this is what we're doing here uh, virtually with the entire fleet. Uh, with the uh, lower performing ships, we're also saying what would happen if uh, you know, high performing band A and band B vessels sped up uh, and therefore also uh, operated in the center of band C. So uh, a worked example here, I've got a VL, uh, the Apollo Harmony. Um, this is a, a screenshot from our, our platform. Uh, in 2022, um, her um, CII band was band D. Uh, she was uh, in order to, so and she was traveling at, at 13 knots, which was 82% of her uh, rated speed. Um, so in order to, uh, for that vessel to have operated in band C, uh, she would have had to slow down by 6%, uh, so closer to the sort of 75% uh, relative speed uh, mark. That 6% speed reduction would also then cause a 6% speed in earnings because uh, the vessel is less able to uh, you know, ca uh, move cargo. And that 6% reduction in speed then follows through to a value reduction of 5%, which in this case is around $3.2 million. So her CII adjusted value would be uh, $59.3 million. So when we apply this to the entire uh, fleet, uh, these are the, um, the anticipated trends uh, that we, we uh, get. So in the top line, uh, we see the observed trends that we, we saw um, earlier. So uh, the overall discount uh, for a band E across sectors is around 5%. When we go sector specific, we see there's not a lot of impact in, in bulkers. Uh, there's a fairly sizable uh, discount in tankers, uh, and some, some pattern is emerging in, in containers. So the top line is, is what we observe. Uh, the bottom line is the uh, theoretical position, whereby if every vessel changed its speed in order to operate in the center of band C, these are the types of value changes you might expect. So what that means is, uh, across the board, you might expect a 7% premium for a band A-rated vessel, because she can speed up, move more cargo, earn more money. Whereas you might expect a 13% discount for a band E vessel because she's got to slow down uh, and transport less cargo, earn less money. And again, you can see that uh, by sector. So uh, a 5% um, spread uh, plus minus in bulkers, uh, a 9% premium uh, for tankers in band A, and a 15% discount. Uh, and a 3% spread uh, for uh, containers. So you can see um, in terms of uh, progress towards um, the full uh, impact uh, in uh, bulkers, there's, there's some way to go. There's very little impact observed in, in recent history. Uh, in tankers, those trends are emerging but have a little further to go. Uh, and in containers, uh, the, the discount, we wouldn't actually expect to get much wider uh, than it already is. Obviously, the, the sort of the trend that has not emerged is any premium for a, uh, a high-performing vessel. Um, so that, that has yet to, you know, we, we see, uh, we'll see if that uh, is, is going to emerge over time. So in summary, uh, we see the biggest impact in terms of both lower values and lower liquidity in the tanker sector. Uh, band E tankers are subject to a value discount of around 8.5% uh, in 2022. Uh, and uh, fewer than 5% of band E tankers are traded each year, and that compares to 15% of band B. Um, so uh, liquidity in, in band E tankers is three times lower than those in band B. Um, we're not seeing any impact at the moment in the dry bulk sector. 
and we're starting to see um, some impact emerging in the container sector. Um, obviously, the, the regulations are still forming and their, their true kind of real-world impact is, is yet to be uh, fully understood. Um, a small speculative discount is being applied to vessels in, in band E, uh, which is also then impacting liquidity. Uh, no premium has emerged for band A vessels. Uh, however, liquidity is generally a little low. Um, this may be because owners are hesitant to part with their best assets, uh, or it may be they expect a premium uh, which is not currently, uh, currently showing. Uh, liquidity of newer vessels operating in band D and E is very low, again because uh, they've got so much of their useful economic life to run. Um, and middle-aged vessels operating in bands B, C and D uh, currently, with respect to these regulations, hold the lowest risk and are therefore the most liquid. So uh, people are quite happy to trade uh, these vessels uh, in the open market currently. Um, so that is uh, everything I wanted to, to run you through today. And I've just seen I've, I've hit time as well. Thanks very much.